And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Hi, welcome to The Mentors. This is Tom Laurie, your host for today. Our guest mentor today is a very close friend of mine, Eric Rhodes, who is a career entrepreneur with 30 years of experience launching and building companies and media brands. He has 40 years in the radio broadcasting industry, 25 in publishing, and now just getting over 10 years in the art industry. He is the CEO and chairman of the Streamline Publishing Company, one that he founded in 1986. It has been listed recently as one of the fastest growing companies in the United States, at least uh, for the last three years, actually. He's also the creator, and we're going to spend a little time on this today, of Sunday Coffee with Eric Rhodes, a subscription, free subscription-based weekly email offering wisdom and encouragement drawn from his own life and dealing with the challenges that he's had. Eric is a very good friend, as I said, and one I have great respect. He is one of the people that brings joy into everybody's life. He was my guest in February 2018. We talked a lot about his life, his career, the radio industry, and building Streamline uh, Publishing, uh, and all of the hard-earned wisdom that he had. Today, since we're dealing with the impact of COVID-19 and survival, Eric and his business, Streamline Publishing, are no exception. And Eric, having gone through a couple of challenges from a business standpoint in the course of his career, uh, now he's facing another challenge. Uh, So we want to talk a little bit because he's just filled with wisdom about what he's done, how he uh, woke up one morning and decided to take on the challenge as all of us were in a uh, a, uh, difficult situation as we woke up to what we were facing and how he actively and proactively started addressing his the changes in his life and I think very quickly Eric if you could just just really briefly tell him a little bit about Streamline and what you created and then we'll start there and talk about what's happened during the epidemic well when I first started Streamline it was a, a traditional publishing company trade magazines and it's specifically for the radio industry as I uh, I chased uh, the radio industry and built that up, uh, a couple of publications in radio and a lot of conferences and other things, I, <clears throat> I realized that I only wanted to do things that I loved. So that was the mantra of the company, is we were not going to be a company that was going to start a plumbing magazine or, or a real estate magazine just because we thought we could make money with it. And, and having that attitude of loving what you do, loving your customers, loving the category, I think is a, a real key point for our company in, in how we've approached things. And you grew it to what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, the last five years, uh, last five years on the uh, fastest growing company list with uh, on, with Inc. Magazine, which of course, as you know, is a nice honor, but it won't won't buy you anything. What matters is profitability, and and growth is not necessarily 
uh, about profitability. So we have had a, a huge amount of growth. We are now in uh, the conference business, both in the radio and television industry, but also uh, in the art business. We do art magazines, art conferences, art instruction videos, uh, art events for artist retreats. Uh, they and my staff calls me Walt Disney because we we provide fun things for people to do in our in our little world, and uh, it's a it's a growing world. We we literally are serving people all over the world. Uh, I've been doing daily broadcasts, as you know, and hearing from people in in countries all around Europe, Iran, South America, um, Egypt. It's been pretty fun, pretty incredible. Yeah, and I and and. As Eric does, he generally downplays what he's accomplished. One of the things that I saw him do over the 10 years is essentially create a new industry within the art industry, and that's plein air painting. Uh, he's created a movement, not just a business, but a movement. And uh, it's been really fun to watch. It's very different from what I do in the healthcare industry, and it's just fun to watch in the creativity. Tell them a little bit about uh, plain air and where we are today with plain air. What is plain air, first of all? What does it really mean? Well, it's a, the term, it's a, the official term is plein air. It's a French term, which means outdoors. That's all it means. But because of Monet and company, the Impressionist, they had become known as outdoor painters. In France, they called them plein air painters. And as a, re, uh, as a result, that's kind of where the term um, originated from. I think there were earlier cases of that. Um, when I started painting, uh, my, my wife and I, um, my wife got painted, uh, excuse me, my wife got pregnant with triplets. And she said, you've got to get the paint out of the house because of the smell. I was painting in the back bedroom, you know, as a hobby. And so I started going outdoors to paint. And I didn't know anybody else did that. And I started learning about others who did it. And I started noticing that there were quite a few people. Because I made my living as a publisher, I thought, well, I'll start a magazine. And I did. And it, and it ran a couple of years, and then it failed. And then I couldn't get it out of my head. So when things got a little better, I brought it back and started a conference with it. And it just took off, and and it has been uh, an interesting phenomenon. It's I like to call it the new golf. There are people who are embracing it because it's a wonderful hobby. You know, you get to be outdoors, you get to meet other people, you're being creative, you're creating paintings, you're you're spending time in nature and and really enjoying it because you're spending a couple hours doing a painting, and it's all very social and fun. So uh, this movement, the plein air painting movement has been picking up steam uh people all around the world doing it very many in the United States uh you know we're we're thinking you know hundreds of thousands now so that's kind of what it's all about and that's uh really how Eric and I met uh there was a gentleman here that was our instructor for a number of years and we would come in and meet on Wednesday nights and we got to know each other that way and uh go ahead you were to say something well, I was just going to say that you know we are both CEOs of, of crazy in crazy times, and by learning to paint, it was a form of relaxation. It gave us both. Uh, not only did we meet each other, but we could sit in the back bedrooms and paint. You know, at night after we got home from work, and we would lose all our stress. At least I did. I don't know about you. <laughs> well, I I did and didn't and did and didn't and but it definitely <laughs> captures everything. It it really is. Uh, it, it it really does uh, provide uh, relaxation. There's no doubt about it. The um, yeah. so the the 
one thing I would tell people is when I first got involved in uh, painting myself, and I'd encourage people, first of all, it's plein air, and I'll have Eric spell that out for you so you get it and you can look it up. It's a great magazine. I was one of the original subscribers, and I was one of the original second subscribers. Just a beautiful magazine and very inspirational. Uh, the the thing is that the local artist uh, that we both know very well, he told me, you really don't know what you can do until you come in and try to do something. And with somebody that's a good artist, you may not be Van Gogh, but everybody has a talent in the area of arts. And I'd, I'd encourage everybody to find somebody and at least get started. It's just a fabulous uh, thing to do in your free time. And we're going to have to cut uh, to break. And then we're going to come back and talk now about Streamline Publishing and what has happened since uh, COVID. We'll be back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Eric Rhodes, an experienced and successful entrepreneur in the radio, publishing, and art businesses. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spreading the word about the Mentors Radio. We have doubled our podcast downloads. Make sure you tell your friends. Go to our website, thementorsradio.com. You can click on past shows to see many of our great guests in the past, including Eric. Uh, this is Tom Laurie, and you're listening to the Mentors Radio. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Lauren. Today we are joined by Eric Rhodes, CEO and Chairman of Streamline Publishing, one of the U.S.'s fastest growing companies, now facing the challenges that we're all facing with COVID-19. Eric, in the last segment, I said you were going to spell out plein air for everybody so they and we'll certainly put a link up on the uh, website, but maybe you, I'll let you spell it out. Yeah, everybody spells it incorrectly usually. It's P-L-E-I-N, air, like airplane, except plan. <laughs> P-L-E-I-N, air, plan, air. I guess I probably confused it even more, but um, it, it is, uh, it, it's a French term. So some people say plane, but it's plan, P-L-E-I-N, A-I-R. Great. Now, things are kind of humming along, and then COVID hit. And you and I have had a number of conversations since then, and uh, it came as a shock to everybody. But tell, let the audience know a little bit about what COVID meant to your base business. Well, uh, it, it, as you can imagine, I think we all had some shocks and surprises. The number one thing, I'm in the advertising business. Number two thing, I'm in the event business, live events. And number three, I'm in the video training business, which is virtual. Uh, and what ended up happening is uh, very, very quickly, our two biggest income cash cow events died. Uh, you know, our live event business, all of a sudden we couldn't hold our live events. We had to cancel, postpone, or reschedule. And that is the lion's share of our, our revenue for the company. Um, and thankfully, we also have the advertising business to fall back on. But, of course, you know what happens is people uh, foolishly cancel their advertising uh, in, in a time like this because they think that, you know, they, they need to cancel it and save the money. There's a whole other dialogue about that at some point. And so those two businesses came to a screeching halt. I think our ad business dropped by 50%, our event business dropped by 100%. And so we immediately, uh, you know, the first two days of, of the quarter,
quarantined, I was really paranoid. I was afraid. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I was doing a lot of praying. And I woke up one morning and I thought, this is a good thing. I'm going to find something good in this and I'm going to change my business because of it. And I got up that morning and I took a pad of paper and I wrote out a list of about 30 things. And I got my staff on the phone that morning and I said, okay, this is where we're going and this is what we're going to do to implement. And we just pivoted. We knew, and I assumed that all the business that we have will never come back. Now, I hope it does, but you know what happens when you operate on hope. You can't, you can't take hope to a bank. And uh, you can sell hope, but you can't write hope on a deposit slip, and you can't employ, you know, write checks to employees that say hope. Uh, so uh, I immediately laid off 10% of my staff, knowing I was potentially going to have to lay off more, and I started pivoting. And um, I started focusing on the the business that we always believed would be the one that would get us through a recession if the other businesses were hurt. And by having that video training business, uh, we started pushing it heavily. I started going on Facebook Live every day and YouTube and Instagram and, and talking about free video samples that we were offering of the videos that we produced. And we would take chunks of an hour, two hours of stuff that we would normally be charging for, and we were putting it out there for free, which was pretty scary. And what ended up happening is we had a, within the first 22 days, we had over a million views, um, about a 65,000 average per broadcast. And now today, um, you know, I'm continuing to do it. It's been many, many, many days later. And so uh, it's it's still helping, you know, and, and it's not solving all my problems. But we did that, and then we did a number of other pivots. For instance, we created... We, we do these big events, big conventions for artists, and one of them was, is called the Plen Air Convention. Though we've rescheduled it and hope that it'll take place in August as, as we've now rescheduled, we've created an online event called Plen Air Live, and that online event is essentially not a replacement because it's a lot different, but it's a virtual event, first time in history it's been done with uh, painting and art. And it's a four-day event plus a fifth-day optional beginner's day uh, so that beginners who want to learn about the plein air world can go on and, and just get that and not get everything else, and then they can opt into everything else if they like it and they want to do it. So, uh, so far, everything's going pretty well. And, uh, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's a frightening time out there, but uh, you you just have to kind of grab the bull by the horns and take responsibility and say, you know what, I can't sit around and cry about this. I have to take action, and it has to be swift. I mean, we within that first week we laid off nine employees and uh, and knew that we had a plan in place for if if another thing happened we would have to lay off another five or six, and if another thing happened we'd have to lay off. Yeah, we only have 50 employees. We're not a big company. And so uh, you you just have to take action. That's the most important thing is, is any action. You don't know how it's going to work out, but you've got to do something because if you sit around and, and hope things are going to get better, they may never get better. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to The Mentors Radio. We are with our CEO, Eric Rhodes, author of a successful blog, Sunday Coffee with Eric. And we're going to come back to that blog in a second. So how have those employees who are still there, how have they responded? 
Well, everybody stepped up, and, and, and I made it very clear. I held a staff meeting the first week, and I said, look, this is the reality of the situation. Um, the people that we've laid off are the only ones we intend to lay off, but here's what happens if we don't keep this strong or that strong then we may have to go deeper. and But I don't want them thinking about all the time around the corner that I'm going to lose my job. So I wanted to continually communicate with them and let them know what was going on. But I, mo- most important was to just to try to give them the sense that, look, we all have to step up. We actually all, almost all of us have been working seven days a week now uh, because we have to do more. We're busier than we were before to get probably a quarter of the income. But we have to do it, otherwise we won't have a business. And you can find Eric on Facebook, Eric Rhodes, R-H-O-A-D-S, and watch his daily show, and I think you'll get a a good feel for Eric and his values and what he's doing and the excitement. Uh, I, I automatically see it every day just because he's on my facebook he's one of my facebook friends so i encourage you to to dial in and (laughs) (laughs) so anyways so that's that's a great story now you've got this thing tell me a little bit about this sunday blog that you've got the sunday coffee with eric how did that get started well, one day I was sitting out on the back porch and I had my laptop with me and I just, I, I started writing. I just kind of felt like the need to write something and, and I started writing about, you know, what I was seeing and the birds and everything that was around me. And then I started, uh, I started in on kind of a lesson for my kids. I, and, uh, so I wrote it. And I, you know, I decided I would write this on a weekly basis to have something to share with my kids who are teenagers so that they have some things to fall back on in life. And I sent it to one of my buddies and I said, hey, I wrote this for my kids. What do you think? And he said, you've got to publish this. And so I started publishing it and it, we got up to, I don't know, a couple of years later, a quarter of a million readers. And um, it's just basically, sometimes it's about art, but usually it's just about thoughts on life and thoughts on on the way you should treat people and ethics and, and, and just things that people don't automatically always know. And so um, it, it's been kind of fun doing it. Well, you're a gifted writer. I can tell you that. You've got, I, I get a lot of these things, but I sit back and you're very thoughtful. It's very deep. It resonates. And I am certainly one of those that reads it on a weekly basis. And we're going to come back and talk about your blog in a few minutes. We have to go to a commercial break. We're with our guest mentor, Eric Rhodes, an experienced and successful entrepreneur, radio, publishing, and art. Remember, you can take the Mentors Radio Show with you anywhere by subscribing to our podcast at thementorsradio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio Show. And now, back to the Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today we are joined by Eric Rhodes, a very dear friend, CEO and chairman of Streamline Publishing, one of the U.S.'s fastest growing companies now facing its challenges due to COVID-19. Remember, you can hear us on Salem Radio in California and Texas and online anytime at TheMentorsRadio.com or on any podcast platform, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and let's move on. And so, Eric, I'm, you know, thinking through the show uh, and 
Sunday Coffee with Eric, what I did is I actually went back to the beginning of March. And I've read these, but I downloaded all of your Sunday blogs and I made some notes. And I thought what would really be interesting, and I think it really tells us a lot about you and how you operate and the insight and wisdom you have. I thought we'd start with your blog on March in March and talk and have you kind of talk. I'm just going to give you some of the things that you did talk about. And let's just talk about that. Your blog actually is a, a good journal of the pandemic and thoughts and things you thought about and how, how we got to where we are today. I hope you don't mind, but that's uh, what I decided to be a lot of fun to do. Yeah, I think it's fun. Uh, thanks for giving me a heads up so I could prepare. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I know I'm just a bad guy. What can no, I that's, tell you? That's fine. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I can do it. So, so well, I think the topics and you'll you're pretty spontaneous. So, uh, as we roll through March, uh, it was interesting. Uh, one of the first uh, topics you talked about is dreams and. I think you had been somewhere. You talked about travel. This is before the pandemic really set in. Then as we move forward, uh, some of the topics were, um, well, here it is, doing doing the impossible. I must be dreaming. And you're talking about the amazing week in St. Petersburg, the Russian countryside. How did you ever get here and all of that? You were you're really remarking about, gee, this is really incredible. You never thought... This is something you never thought would happen from a life standpoint. Then as we move on, we talk about the end is near uh, and patterns of downturns and the Great Depression and then the new attitude. This is one of your letters, these three topics you covered. Maybe I'm going to give you a chance to talk about those topics in any order that you want. Uh, I'm sure you can recall some of the information that you wrote about. I'm sorry to catch you short on that, but... No, no, no. That's 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 great. I, you know, I, I think the part about dreaming is that those of us who are entrepreneurs have uh, something special. I don't know what it is, but I, it has to do with dreaming. I was one of those people who was uh, always being criticized by teachers for you know daydreaming when I was in school, and I was dreaming of big things, and and have never really stopped doing that. And and I think that we all have dreams. And the one thing that I try to reiterate is that dreams without action are only dreams, uh, but dreams with action are dreams realized. And it is amazing to me throughout my lifetime all the things that I've dreamed of or watching people. Out there, when I was living out in Silicon Valley, watching you know Elon Musk or you know or you or other people, and the idea that they come up with these just really crazy dreams, and everybody's always critical and said, "Oh, that's a bad idea. That'll never happen. You can't make that happen. It's too big." And and you don't you know you just say, "I'm just going to see if I can do it," and you just don't give yourself an out. You just go for it, and it's amazing how many things you can do. So I, I think that's what dreams is, dreams are all about. I, when it comes to um, the what was the other one, the doomsday, um, I, 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 something is changing. I mean, basically, 
I was remembering, I've been now through four four recessions, as have you as a business person, and the first one was the hardest, the very first one, because I remember my dad, whose business guy, would call me, and he'd say, listen, you know, uh, it's you're going to need to cut deep, and you're going to need to cut fast, and you should cut deeper and faster than you think you should. Cut deeper, twice as deep as you think you should, and you'll still barely survive. And I thought, oh, you know, what does he know? He's only been in business for 30 years. And so I kind of I, I listened, and I did cut, and I made some deep cuts. But sure enough, he was right. I, they weren't deep enough. Things got worse. And so I quickly made deeper cuts and then deeper cuts and then deeper cuts. And I, I cut from, at the time, from four people to 50 people, and I barely survived it. The beautiful thing about it was on the other side of the recession, I had turned into a profit machine. I had figured out how to do what we were doing with 50 people, how to do it with four people. And though it just about killed all of us, when uh, when we got on the other side of that recession, we became wildly uh, profitable. Our margins were huge. Now, we had to kind of add back into that. The problem we all have as business people is we get talked into adding more and more and more, and then we, we pile on more and more expense. And then, you know, thankfully, there's a great correction again. And then it's like, okay, now I'm never going to need some of these people again because we've had to figure out how to reinvent and do without them. And I, and I love my people. I'm not suggesting that. But I think the idea is that every time you get a challenge or you get kicked in the teeth or you have a really bad moment in time, if you can look at that as an opportunity, there's a lesson here that I'm su- supposed to be learning. And if I can learn those lessons and I can take actions, I'll be better on the other side of it. I think that's what it all boils down to. Yeah, that, great, great stuff. Uh, this is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. We're with CEO Eric Rhodes, author of the successful blog, Sunday Coffee with Eric. So that is one topic, which I really appreciate. Then you had... A topic, and I'm kind of going through here. Uh, you talk about like a song, a new attitude, being on fire with energy. You know, when this uh, when this COVID thing first hit, the first couple of days, I was down. I was depressed. I got on the phone with a friend of mine, Jay Abraham, who lives in, in L.A. He's kind of a marketing guru, and I said, Jay, you know, you've been through this. I've been through it, but nothing like this. What should I do? And he said, Eric, there's so much opportunity in all of this. I said, you know, I was kind of not believing it. And he said, think about it. Think about where there's opportunity. Think how your business will change. So as, after being down for a couple of days, all of a sudden I was upbeat. And it was like God could, took control and said, you know, you have, uh, you have a whole new attitude about this. You have a whole new life, a new opportunity. I started thinking about the times in the Great Depression when, uh, for instance, Kellogg's started up during the Great Depression, and Post Cereals was the number one brand. Post ignored Kellogg because they were a startup, and they stopped advertising Post Cereal during the Depression because they wanted to save money. Well, Kellogg started doubling down on their advertising, and they were ignored by Post, and by the end of the Great Depression, Kellogg's had uh, over 50% market share and, and kept it forever. So I really kept the whole new attitude. I just decided that I was going to approach things differently and find new ways to reinvent myself. And it really has set me on fire, and I've been on fire ever since. I, I, I feel like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Well, before we go to break, I just want to comment or quote something that you had in there, 
which I love. Just know it's okay. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be worried. It's okay to be concerned. But it's not okay to let it destroy you. And we're going to come back after the break with Eric Rhodes, who is the CEO of Streamline Publishing and the author of Sunday Coffee with Eric. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio Show. And now, back to the Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today we are joined by Eric Rhodes, CEO and Chairman of Streamline Publishing, one of the U.S.'s fastest-growing companies now facing its challenges due to COVID-19. And we're talking to Eric right now about his blog, Sunday Coffee with Eric, and it's just a, a work of art, just beautiful, and I've been a subscriber. You can, too, and we'll post that on the website. Uh, and it's just his thoughts over time, and I think you'll uh, find it inspirational. So I'm now into, uh, still in March, and I love this line, the, the virus will not define us. Maybe you can comment on that. Well, I've been doing a daily broadcast um, uh, at the time of recording this 88 days in a row and not taking any time off, just trying to be there for people. And the one thing I keep telling them is, look, with everything that's going on, you know, you have a lot of fear. You have uh, you have a lot of questions. We don't know what this is going to look like a year out or five years out or how our lives are going to change or how things are going to be redefined. And then you take on top of that, you put all the social unrest and the riots and the things that go on top of it. It's a it's a time to be afraid. And I remember being a kid in the riots in uh, Indiana when you know the '60s, and the riots were a little too close for my comfort. And and remembering that it just seemed like it would never end. And so I'm there to remind people every day that. You can't put your head in the sand. You have to be uh, attentive to these things, and you need to think about them. But don't spend your time with <clears throat> doing what I call doom scrolling. Don't spend all of your day scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, and other things and looking for all the negativity. Don't spend all of your day sitting there for three, four, five, six hours a night watching the, the news because it will bring you down. You have to. You are the only person who's capable of changing your own mindset. You have to change your mindset. You have to change how you look at things. You have to go out of your way to do things that are fun for you, things that will get your head out of it, that will help you learn. And so I've been giving these free video samples every day to help people learn how to paint. Even people who didn't think they could are learning how to paint. And the goal here really is distraction. We all need distraction. If you let this stuff define you, you're going to give yourselves ulcers or shingles or, you know, you're going to depress your immune system and you've got to find a positive, uplifting way to deal with it. You've got to keep your health in good shape. You've got to keep exercising. But most important, you've got to keep your brain in the right place because if you don't, it will define you and then it will take you down. And that's, we're not going to let them win. Well, that is uh, really important. I've got my own challenges as you know, but I will tell you that having the radio show and being able to do something like this is a distraction and gets me doing something that's positive for other people. I think it fits right in with your philosophy. Now, as you as I read through here, you've got a you've got a topic called drinking battery acid, and you talk about the immune system. 
I think that's a very important point to make as well. I don't remember what I wrote there. <laughs> your health coach, your health coach, your health coach told you about the immune system and how you can damage it. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many things that, that it, uh, mentally, how we damage our immune system, uh, what we take in, what we eat, the, the amounts of stuff that we eat, the, you know, what's fresh, what's not. You know, there uh, there are experts out there who know that a lot better than I do, but. It all starts with the head, and, you know, the tendency is, and I fell into this tendency a couple times throughout this, the tendency is to sit back with a, with a bottle of wine and, you know, and, and wallow in your sorrows or to overeat a bunch of stuff that you shouldn't be eating. And, you, you know, again, you're the only one that has control over your abilities, and, and you have to just kind of set some disciplines to keep your head in the right place. It's more more important now than ever. I have a, a health coach that works with me and comes to see me every week in normal times, and he's always asking me, you know, how am I eating and what am I taking care of myself? What's my mindset? Am I getting out and exercising? Am I doing the right things? And no, I'm not always doing it. And, and when I don't do it, I start seeing myself becoming negative, and I see that stuff impacting me. So I work really, really hard to try and push myself out of the negative because you just... I, you know, negative thoughts are natural. You know, your reptilian brain wants to protect you, and so you have negative thoughts, and you've just got to tell yourself, this is not like me to think this way, and push it out and look for an alternative to that thought. And everybody says, well, you know, this positive thinking stuff is nonsense, and now they've proven it. They have lots of evidence that it actually does uh, have a, it changes your, your, your system and your immune system, so you've got to figure out how to control it. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. We are with CEO Eric Rhodes, author of a successful blog, Sunday Coffee with Eric. So as we move into the next month, and again, this is a journal of your own journey, really. You talk about our beliefs, and our beliefs are going to change. Uh, things that we're no longer going to believe. Things can't be true. Beliefs that can't be disproven. Uh, expect change. Uh, the loss of grieve the loss of beliefs. Uh, does that trigger a little bit for you about the subject of because our belief system is so darn well, important, right? Well, I, I clearly our belief systems are important, but we we have to understand that um, I, I think we're going to learn a lot about the virus. I think we're going to learn about how how we responded to the virus, whether that was the right thing or the wrong thing. I think we're going to learn about people who had motives, uh, maybe to make things a little worse than they were. Uh, we're certainly going to learn about its impact on business and, and everything. But think about this. You know, my kids, I've got three kids going into college, uh, and they're being told, you might end up being in a dorm room by yourself. You might end up taking virtual classes for 75% of the year. You might end up going back home. Uh, so colleges are never going to be the same. You know, my friends who own buildings uh, that, that house college students are having a, a heck of a time because all of a sudden, you know, they don't know if they should be renting or not renting, if they're going to be going to college or not. You know, everything about business is going to change. Every, everything about the way we look at life, the way we we process information, the way we deal with information is going to change. I, I think that this is actually a wake-up call because, you know, think about a guy like you or a guy like me who spend our, our lives on airplanes. I, I spent 30 weeks out on an airplane, and I don't want to do it anymore. I now have, you know, I've kind of lost that 
that addiction buzz that comes with being on the road all the time. Now it's like, I want to be with my family. I just got forced into it, and it was the best thing possible. Get to know the family, get to know the kids, get to know my wife, get to know everybody on a deeper level. And, and also, you know, getting back to relationships with friends and clients, you know, the relationships that we were too busy to communicate with. I think a lot of people are going to think twice before they're getting on airplanes they're before they're spending their lives in hotel rooms. And, and, and of course, now, you know, you don't have to, we, we just do a Zoom meeting and that solves half the problem. And you can do it very effectively. Now, I've been doing it for years. I've, I've been a virtual company for years. But I think that people own, own real estate buildings. I think that, you know, I'd be freaking out a little bit because I think a lot of CEOs are out there thinking, you know, my team did really well virtually. They don't have to spend two hours in the car every day. They're, they're happier. They're more productive. And I think we're just going to let them work from home. We don't need this big office building anymore. So I think there's a lot of stuff like that that will change. We haven't even begun to see what's going to change yet. Yeah, we're going to cut to break. But before I do, there's a line. You have a headline in your in the blog that I love. Frequent failure miles, which I love that line because that gets into the I think I think anybody that does a lot of travel in this day and age understands what that's all about and what you really mean by that. Well, uh, so, well but what I also ahead. mean what I also mean is that we have to embrace failure. Everybody wants to look at failure as a bad thing, but it's a good thing. And, and the more frequent fa- failure miles that you get, the better you're going to be. Well, with that, we're going to go to break. In a few minutes, we're going to be back with Eric Rhodes, who's just filled with a great deal of wisdom about COVID and running your business and life at this time. You'll find all of our show notes and links at TheMentorsRadio.com. When you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our shows. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio Show. And now... Back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today we are joined by Eric Rhodes, CEO and Chairman of Streamline Publishing, one of the U.S.'s fastest-growing companies now facing its challenges due to COVID. We've been talking about the challenges, how he's dealt with them, and also his blog, Sunday Coffee with Eric. And uh, we've we got about three and a half minutes left. So one of the things uh, I think uh, you talk about don't look back with regret and you've got and I'll just quickly go through what you wrote. Be strong, be creative, resolve to make the best of this, connect deeply to those around you and reconnect with people you normally do not have time to talk to. You call it the golden hour. Just briefly expand on that and then we're going to go to a story that you have. Well, I I think that we all have become these keyed up busy individuals, you know, we're constantly being stimulated by social media. It's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. And we have forgotten to develop our relationships. And what I'm suggesting is we've been kind of forced into returning them. Don't abandon them once things get to whatever the new world looks like, whatever. I hate the word new normal, but I think don't, don't abandon what you've got. And that's the people around you for the most part. I mean, you really want to build those relationships. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Tom, there's a story. So, um, there's yeah. A story. Yeah. So this, this, this guy, there's a flood in New Orleans, and this guy is sitting on top of his 
his roof, and somebody comes by in a canoe, and they said, hey, can, can we give you a lift? He says, no, no, God's going to save me. And I said, okay. So another one comes along in, in uh, a, a motorboat, and they, and they said, can we help you out here? No, no, God's going to save me. And another one comes out with a helicopter, and he says, no, uh, no, no, I don't need the ride. God's going to save me. Well, he dies in the flood, and he's at the pearly gates. And he says, God, why didn't you save me? He said, I sent you help three times. Why didn't you take it? <laughs> so it's a matter of uh, recognizing it. So, and one of the other things, just very quickly, you talk about embracing all that's going on. And there's a famous writer, Judith Viorst, who wrote a book that just stuck in my mind all these years. She wrote it in 1970. It's called Necessary Losses. And one of the, uh, yeah. and I'm trying to get around the show if I can, uh, what she talks about is that as we get older, the, uh, we see an acceleration of losses in our life. It could be family, friends, our health, whatever. And the point she makes is that it's really up to us to embrace these losses. And if we do, that's uh, the path to having a life that can have joy. Uh, I, and I notice you you put on there, embrace it as well in your, one of your well, blogs. Well, I, I have two, two, two opinions on that. I have, my opinion is embrace it, but fight it. You know, there's this, everybody's, you know, oh, I'm getting old, and you'll never hear me say those words, because I will fight it. Any ailment, I'm going to fight it tooth and nail, and I may or may not win, but I'm not going to give up. Too many people give up, and uh, I fully intend to, to prevail as long as I possibly can, but I also want to enjoy and embrace what happens, because there is good in all of it, so... You know, even the bad stuff that happens to us, there's good in it. You know, sometimes it makes you slow down. Maybe that's what you need. Well, great discussion today. Great wisdom. I always enjoy talking to you. I'm glad I'm able to uh, share this with our audience uh, and share you with our audience. Uh, I always get a lot out of our conversations. So that's it until next week. We've been talking with CEO Eric Rhodes of Streamline Publishing about the challenges we are facing in life and business due to COVID-19. You can catch Eric every day on Facebook. Go to Eric Rhodes, R-H-O-A-D-S, and you can follow his weekly blog, Sunday Coffee with Eric Rhodes. We will post both on our website. You can learn more about this and other shows by going to our website. When you're there, make it easy for yourself and subscribe to future shows. Remember, too, you can also listen to us online, any device, anytime at TheMentorsRadio.com or on any podcast platform, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. Join us next week at the same time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio Show. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember to be all that you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the darkness. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, Copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.